we interrupt this program to bring you... <laughs> nice try, Randy. Tell Tatum to hurry up, okay? Bye now. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? Your mother sure didn't. Fuck you, you creep. everybody my name is kevin i'm john i'm adam and i'm julie and we are the real movie guys and welcome back to another episode of the real review the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies ladies and gentlemen it's october so you know what that means real terror real terror is a special event where we take a look at all your favorite horror movies and on today's episode we're gonna be taking a look at scream a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a mass killer who targets her and her friends by using scary movies as part of a deadly game. Okay, guys, I have to tell you, Scream is up there probably as one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Not just because it's all about movie references, which we all love that here, obviously. That's pretty much what this movie is. But I love how Scream, essentially, in the 90s, reinvented the horror genre. Uh, for a long time, I think we were stuck in kind of a rut with horror movies where we had the typical slashers. Uh, you know, you had your Jasons, your Freddies, uh, Michael Myers, and etc. And it, it was pretty stale for a while. I think a lot of us, if you look at history, we can agree. Horror wasn't really moving as far as the slasher genre. Then comes a little movie called Scream where they said, All right, screw you guys. We're going to make fun of the genre, but also make a kick-ass slasher movie at the same time. And... That's essentially what Scream is. I, I think it is, in my opinion, a perfect slasher movie where you can have fun with it. Uh, it. It takes itself seriously and at the same time also doesn't. And I think there's just a lot to enjoy here. And we're going to talk about there's a lot of things I think Scream does to reinvent the genre, which we're, we're still feeling to today, especially with all the sequels that have come out. Uh, John, let's start with you. Uh, what do you think of Scream? I thought overall it was good. I thought the one thing about this movie that we haven't seen from many horror movies before it, is I felt like the storyline was actually decent in this one. Like, it had more of a complete storyline, and it had you guessing at certain parts and made it a lot more interesting than just, this guy's the bad guy, and that's just it. That's just the way it is. This yeah. had you, like, thinking about it. Which I thought was interesting. Right. I think the big mystery of Scream, the whole turn on who the killer is, is something that really is cemented. And especially all the copycat films, which I'm sure we'll bring up at some point when we talk about this. But uh, that, that was part of the, the surprise, who the actual killer is. It's, it's, is it among the group or whoever that is? Uh, Scream really cements that factor. And it makes it a lot of fun, too, because at the same time, you're not sure who to trust. And, you know, simple who done it, but still on the, on the slasher side, I think is incredibly interesting. And again, Scream really does it the best. Uh, Adam, how about you? What did you think of this? one uh i've never seen any of the screen movies before first time okay yeah all right first time all right um i was quite surprised as to uh how good it was especially for being you know a 90s flick i was like this is actually pretty decent i like a good uh mystery film as well so it it was good i I enjoyed my time with it all right and then seeing this i guess this would be good to ask you does this help remind you of like other films that have come out do you see like the influences from because this is like the first time this was done in this movie right yeah no it's a it really shows that this set the precedent for all those other movies and you know that couldn't match up to its uh, performance uh, just as well as this movie did but it uh, you can definitely see where it's taking from or where 
other movies are taking from this one. Yeah, no, for sure. Again, I think Scream really does have a, a lasting legacy. Uh, Julie, how about you? What did you think of this one? I love Scream. It's always <laughs> been one of my favorite horror movies. Um, and like you were mentioning at the beginning, like in such a way, like it's such a simple but complex movie at the same time. The fact that it is so self-aware and poking fun at the genre, but actually at the end of the day, becoming a really good film in that genre, you know, as we see later on with the scary movie films, which, you know, starts off by making fun of Scream, that leads itself more to the comedy. But Scream is just such a great balance. Like there was moments where I was genuinely tense and I've seen this movie a ton of times and I still jump at certain parts where I know it's coming. Um, I'm still, you know, uneasy at other parts um, and then laughing in the next scene. Um, so this movie really does a lot of different things very well. Um, they're juggling a lot of different elements. And I like, I mean, I could be wrong, um, but I one part of this, it really puts the whole genre on its head, but I like the whole two killer element that kind of continues to follow with Scream. It's always going to be two killers where on a first viewing, when you find out that it's really two people, you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's even more interesting. And the fact that Scream does continue that on in its legacy where there's always two killers. And, you know, for the series, and we'll talk about as we review all the films, I think, and that's what we will be doing this month is taking a look at all the films. Uh, we'll we'll see that continue on and how strict they are kind of to their own legacy Scream. They kind of stay really knit and attached to that. But there's two things we should talk about first before we dive actually into the movie is the weird marriage of two minds for this movie. So the first mind is Wes Craven. So for those who don't know, and probably shouldn't be watching this if you don't know who that is, Wes Craven is the master of horror from things like Nightmare on Elm Street, Hills Have Eyes, uh, People Under the Stairs. Uh, the list goes on, to be honest with you. The horror master himself is like really the only person I think could have made this movie. And we, we saw him kind of do this in some of his um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies where he has this like tongue-in-cheek kind of attachment to the horror genre and i think scream is is one of his best works next to nightmare on elm street as far as what he's contributed to the horror community then we have another interesting person attached to this is kevin williamson so you're like kevin who the hell is that another kevin there can't be no there, there is there's another kevin kevin williamson is the father of probably some of julie's favorite series of all time ranging from uh dawson's creek uh vampire diaries uh the list goes on for him of all these teen heartthrob kind of things. And you know what? It, it's weird how well this works. And you could kind of see like the influence, his, his kind of like nineties soapy kind of shows had an influence in scream where Wes Craven said, okay, I like the soapy ideas. Uh, let me put in that horror element. And it's a perfect marriage. Uh, what do you think of that, Adam? I, I think that's kind of crazy that they were able to do something like that. It really works for this movie. Mm -hmm. It really does. I like I said earlier. I, I was quite surprised as to because uh, you know it's always been, Scream has always been just around me, but I've never actually taken the time to watch it. But it like it really works with this movie. I. I enjoyed it. I really did. Right, and especially because it is like it is essentially kind of like a cringy teen movie. Yeah, in a way, exactly. But it's also not at the same time. It's very clever with its dialogue. I think I, I really I do. I think with all the twists and turns that happen in the movie, it just it does everything right. Right, I think so too. And let's not to mention the the, the cast of actors here. Uh, we we know a lot of them now. Uh, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. Was this pre Friends? I want to say this one was. 
pre-Friends fame? I'm not sure. I know in the second one, we, we definitely know there's a lot of Friends references in the second movie. I'll, I'll tell you that. Uh, but the first one, I think this was, I want to say, I could be wrong. So, you know, don't don't murder me in the comments. Uh, Nev Campbell, who really, this was like her shining moment where, obviously she's not a great actress, but she's getting the job done. And, and you know, it, it works for this movie. There's not much I can say. Uh, other actors include uh, Skeet Ulrich, of course. Um, uh, Matthew Lillard, who would go on to be famously shaggy in the Scooby-Doo live-action movies and even voice him in the animated series. So he's literally live-action shaggy. Uh, Jamie Kennedy, who I can't stand. Uh, again, the, the list goes on with these people. And I think even the more interesting one, and I like what this movie does. And, John, I want to talk to you about this one specifically. The opening of the movie shows Drew Barrymore being you know we're introduced to the character of Ghostface. so what do you think this did for the movie because in in hindsight when you watch this movie the beginning of this movie could be its own mini movie right yeah that's what i thought like just like the first time even watching this movie i thought like this was going to be like the whole plot and everything and then like as you as it starts going on longer and longer you start thinking wait is this like the whole is she going to be throughout the whole movie and then you see like little things that they do throughout the movie that kind of show like interesting things and how they could have made a movie based just off that alone. Right. No, I think, I think the beginning of this movie is that itself, it's proof of concept, right? Like the literally the snapshot, if you were to bring this to a studio and say, I want to make a movie kind of all about this. I think the studio is going to go crazy. They're going to love it. Uh, The thing that really, I think, kind of surprises me with the beginning of this movie is drew barrymore she was a star really at this point and you killed pretty much your hero character right at the beginning of the movie and that kind of just subverts expectations i think through the rest of the movie because if you're able to kill like a big actor at the beginning of your film who's to say what's going to happen later because you, you think drew barrymore is really going to be the main you know the main hero uh, heroine at this point but she's not not at all and julie what do you think of that i think that's pretty clever and again and just subverting the expectation yeah, not only that, but she is like predominantly featured on all of the promotional material. Yeah. If you look at the poster for Scream, it's Drew Barrymore's face on the poster. Um, so if you're, you know, going into the movie theaters for the first, you know, seeing this movie for the first time, expecting Drew Barrymore to be, you know, your final girl, and she's gone within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, it really just sets the tone for the whole rest of the movie. Like, where are we going from here? Um, and I think there's like a funny story too, where Drew Barrymore was originally approached to play Sydney, and she was like, "No," she goes, "I want to be that first girl." Um, so she purposely chose, you know, to kind of not be in the whole movie to be the heroine, you know. Um, so I thought that was a really smart and clever choice, um, and again, really just setting the tone for the whole, not only the whole movie but the whole franchise. Yeah, I think so. And then later after that, because it's funny, because the movie right from the beginning sets the tone of we're going to be self-retrorential, right? We're going to be kind of poking, you know, poking and prodding the genre. And again, it does it so where it's it's funny, but it's also like it's respectful at the same time, if that makes any sense. Uh, throughout the whole entire movie, we get a lot of the self-commentary, like when Sydney's on the phone with Ghostface and they're, they're talking and she's like, oh, I'm not going to run up the stairs. Only like an idiot's going to run up the stairs, you know, when someone comes knocking or something like that. Or like they, they make fun of the genre throughout the entire movie. And I like how the idea of this, it feels like this caters to all those film nerds out there that sit there and watch horror movies where you're like, oh, here we go. We're going to go run from the killer. We're going to run into this body and this is going to happen. And I, I really like that. And again, I think this movie just really 
again, by outlining the fault, I don't want to say the faults in the genre, but the cliches of the genre, it makes it just that much more interesting. And a lot of that voice, I think, comes through the character Randy, who's again played, unfortunately, by Jamie Kennedy, which, you know, that's that's just my thing, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, but the scene where he just goes over the rules of the horror genre, that, that's, a, that's, that's to me, that's an incredibly memorable scene because he's literally outlining exactly what's going to happen to the rest of the movie, but the movie itself is also going to give you a little bit of a twist towards the end, and I think that's just incredibly well done. Uh, Adam, what did you think of some of the self-referential stuff? Do you think it really added to this movie? Did you find yourself more engaged because it was so kind of self-aware of what it was? Yeah, it just added to the story for me. I really just... Because I kept thinking, had this been done in a movie today, it definitely would not have resonated as well as it did with this movie because it just, I, I don't, it sets the tone and it's because then I, I start looking out for all of these tropes and it just makes the movie that much more entertaining for me. Right. And then I think, and you have the, the visual of Ghostface. I mean, Ghostface right. is a terrifying character, but there's a line in the movie. I can't remember who says it, but I think it's movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. And I think that's what this kind of movie is, right? I think that's Billy towards the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I can't, I'm trying to remember again. It's been a little bit since I've seen it, but that was one of the, the lines I think that really kind of resonate with me. Because again, you have Ghostface, who's now an iconic costume where they found it and they didn't have the license to the mask, so they had to pay them. And they're, they're still getting residuals for the Ghostface mask for whatever cheap knockoff Halloween studio that they got it from. But that face is so iconic. I mean, every like little kid and up usually wears that mask and they know who Ghostface is. The interesting part about Ghostface, I think, too, if, if we're looking at like the slasher genre, you know, we have our Michael Myers, our Jason Voorhees, our Freddy Kruegers. Ghostface is just the mask that anybody could wear. So maybe he's, he's like a more accessible horror villain. Do you think there's something to that, John? Do you think that's appealing to people? <laughs> it could be well, anybody, I literally. All... <clears throat> I think it's also interesting, though, because like before I even saw the Scream movies, mm -hmm. I watched the scary movies first. Oh my god! And I feel like that made this character seem like such a big joke and stuff. Right. So like, even going back to watch this movie, I still see like the jokey kind of way about this character, which could easily relate to anybody, or also where it can be funny for kids because like, even when he's running after her up the stairs, he's kind of like a ditzy kind of like, oh, I'm gonna almost fall over and stuff, and it kind of just like relates to kind of like the silly tropes but also like how this character seemed to be portrayed no you're, you're right ghostface gets his ass kicked a lot in this movie uh he really just gets beat up half the time and it kind of lets you remember that yeah he's an imposing figure with his buoy knife he's gonna stab you but at the same time he's also kind of a regular guy who can just you know get knocked around a little bit and people are just kind of stupid due to the movie cliches he you know he ends up catching up to them and again i really think there's just such a, a wide appeal to that character that really anyone can be him and this movie's fantastic. You know, I, I find myself, you know, even still referencing a lot of the dialogue that's in this movie. Uh, the stars that were made from this movie is incredible. Like I said, uh, we talked about earlier, like David Arquette would go on to star, I think, in pretty much every single one of them. And that was kind of his career as, as a heartthrob at the time. Uh, even Courtney Cox finds herself returning to these movies and Nev Campbell, which I think she doesn't return for the latest installment i believe which uh you know we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to that movie later in the timeline here uh but yeah what scream does i think is phenomenal so before we wrap up this review i think we're ready to uh present our special award the real terror award 
Wheel Tower Award is a special award that we give to our favorite kill of the movie. Julie, you're going to be doing the honors this year. What would you declare is in honor of the Real Terror Award? Uh, the Real Terror Award goes to um, Tatum's death at the hands of Ghostface as she is attempting to crawl through the doggy door, I guess, right? A doggy door in yeah. the garage door, um, which is really just that whole sequence is another great example of the Scream series as a whole where she's very much, you know, she's Sydney's best friend, doesn't take a lot of things too seriously. And as she sees Ghostface in the garage, plays it off as who's fucking around with me. Um, and then it becomes very real very quickly. Um, so they have their scuffle. She's trying to get out. Um, the garage door, I think, is they're going back and forth, but open and closing it. And then she attempts to crawl through this doggy door. Ghostface hits the switch and she descends up as she's struggling to still get out the other side and then meets her fate as she is like, crushed by this garage door, um, which is a very makes you look at garage doors twice, you know, after watching that scene. Yeah, and the fact that it's even done practically, which you, you can tell when you're watching it. I mean, it's it's no one it's no shock that it was a practical effect, but the fact that I've never seen something like that, I think is rather imp impressive, you know, especially to get one over on me like that. Uh it's incredibly violent and, you know, it's mm -hmm. shocking, I think. And it's it's and for a movie where it's mostly just kind of people getting stabbed for the most part, there's not really too many kills. Uh, I think this one definitely deserved the honor. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, another scene, I think, and we, we have to call back to which we talked about earlier, really is Drew Barrymore's death, I think really is probably one of the most, like, intense kills in the movie. If it wasn't just this one, that's another one that I think, uh, where, you know, she's being chased by Ghostface after being terrorized by him, and then she's stabbed in the middle of the lawn as she's almost to her parents. She's almost there to kind of get away. Incredibly violent scene, incredibly shocking, uh, but also at the same time a little funny. I, I don't know. Again, Scream is a weird movie that can do that to you, where it can make you feel one way where you're terrified, but at the same time you're kind of laughing at the situation. Like, oh man, if she just listened, you know, she could have gotten away with it. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of Scream in a nutshell, and that's the series kind of in a nutshell, which again, as we go on throughout the month, we're going to be talking all about that. But I think it's about that point where we give our final scores. I'm going to give Scream... A 10 out of 10. He's sick fucks. You've seen one too many movies. Nah, Sid! Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos for creative I'm sorry, you know, there's very few horror movies I would consider perfect, and I think Scream is one of them. It reinvents the genre for me. It took something that became really stale. Uh, you know, as someone who's watched a lot of horror movies, you know, starting from the 70s, the 80s, and now into the 90s, or if we're looking at this period in general, Scream changed it all, and it changed it all for the better and for the worst in some ways, which, you know, we'll see in some of these weird spinoffs, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, actually made by, written by Kevin Williamson, and stuff like that we'll see a lot of movies like that spin off from this movie but remember scream did it first and you know they, they didn't do it better i mean there's an amazing mystery i think the mystery is for the most part completely plausible throughout the entire movie there's some really great one-liners great monologues there's a lot of fun to be had here if you love horror movies and if you like comedies and things that are self-aware i think you know this leans more on the horror side but it's a really fun time scream is a legendary movie for a reason there's a reason we still talk about Ghostface and you know the self-aware horror tropes of the horror genre this is the movie that kind of defined it and it created its own legacy and again i think there's a reason that scream is still around today so that being said I'm, it's a 10 out of 10 for me uh john how about you what do you think of scream i'm gonna give scream an eight <laughs> 
it's a very it's a good time. It's a good movie. I feel like it definitely brought a lot to the horror generations too. And I felt like it's just a good it's also great to rewatch this movie again. It's like a great like movie to remind you of how good this movie really was. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm way up there than you, but uh, yeah, I, I I can see what you're saying. I, I can definitely understand someone having some faults a little bit with the movie, but it's a solid score nonetheless. Adam, how about you? What do you think of this one? I'm going to give Scream a 9 out of 10, I think. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back, because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh! <laughs> I really, I like this movie. I was not <laughs> expecting to like it as much as I did. Um, you know, a couple story beats and maybe a couple of writing. It could have used a little bit more flesh. But I, I mean, honor, honestly, like I really just, I liked the, the mystery aspect. I liked that it was actually not some sort of, you know, I guess, unrealistic being. And it was just, you right. know, real, real people. I, I, it was very entertaining to me. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the, the story actually does make sense if you look at all the story right, beats. Exactly. I mean, it, it can seem a little bit out of left field here and there, but it's all the breadcrumbs are there. If you really pay attention, there really is, like, you know, there is a reason they get to the ending, and I think that's really great that this movie does that. But, yeah, I could see that. Nine out of ten is, is a fair. I, I think I do look at it a little bit with rose-colored glasses, so that, that's going to be kind of my, unfortunately, my downfall with this movie, but I, I, I kind of get it, Adam. All right, Julie, how about you? What do you think? I'm going to give Scream a 10 out of 10. Listen, asshole! No, you listen, you little bitch. If you hang up on me again, I'll gut you like a fish, understand? It's one of my favorite horror movies. Um, every time I watch it, I just find more enjoyment out of it. Um, yes, is it silly at times? Sure. But it has done so much for the horror genre um, that it definitely deserves its place, you know, among... The originals you know freddie jason all those all those freaky folks um so yes every year i make it a point to watch it during spooky season and so i'm glad that we're covering it this yeah even non-spooky season i find i always try to find i know watch scream i i really do enjoy it. Watch scream. yeah it's funny how for a movie that really is like in the 90s if you look at like the fashion but the style the just the the music everything that's in this movie even the actors it kind of feels timeless. I, I really do. I really think this holds up a lot better than a lot of the kind of the older slasher movies where they still look kind of hokey or whatever the case is. Maybe because Scream is so set in reality and it's set kind of a, itself as its own like weird quasi like live action movie telling of, of a story. Like, I don't know. It, it's, it exists in this weird realm Scream and I really do appreciate everything that it does. And I, I tell you, I, I think it's a near-perfect horror movie, but what I want to know is what you guys think at home. Do you, do you think in the comments section below? Did you like Scream? Do you think it's a masterpiece? Do you think it's terrible? Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, who do Whose score do you think was closer? But that all being said, thanks for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. Real Terror Month continues on. My name's Kevin. That's John, Adam, and Julie. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. We'll catch you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, we should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.